Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help the fellow To uh, week two after surgery, and uh, I am out of the hospital and at home, gratefully, and uh, we're still going on here with Blog Talk Radio, and uh, this has actually been kind of a, well, I guess you could say old home week. I mean, last week, I had my brother on, and who just... Uh, uh, released a book, The Future Great Planet Earth. We had an incredible time with him. And if you did not hear that show, I really encourage you to go back to uh, uh, wherever you're listening to this online. You can go back on demand to any of our earlier shows. So uh, last week's would be just the next one before. And uh, my brother David Fisher talked about uh, end times and a whole new uh, approach to that that uh, will, will, you'll find very, very insightful, very interesting, and uh, if I dare say, expiring. So uh, that was that was great. My brother last week. This week, I got my old college roommate. So um, this is a uh, this is really fun. Um, Wayne was on our show a few weeks ago when you. I'm sure you remember. We had uh, 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 the whole subject of Islam and Christianity going on. We had quite a quite a roundabout on that, and uh, we had a very fascinating uh, blog talk with uh, a, a man who's translated the Quran into English, and then gotten help as well from uh, a, a Christian man who has worked with him to uh, put in uh, cross-references from the Quran to the Bible. Very interesting. And uh, so we had quite a fascinating discussion there. But I had asked my friend Wayne to be on because I knew he had had a lot of cross-cultural experiences working with different people, different ethnic groups, different religions. And uh, unfortunately, we... We had so much on the show that night that we got to Wayne in the last maybe five minutes. Poor guy just, you know, sat there and listened. But I think he, I think he likes the show anyway. But um, it was certainly not an opportunity to meet and discuss uh, some of the things in Wayne's life that are really worth discussing. So that's why I think he even said we're going to have him back. So here he is. So would you please welcome everyone my my old college roomie uh, from uh, Modesto, California, Wayne Bridegroom. Wayne, welcome to the show. John, thank you so much. So good to talk with you again. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you were available to do this for us. And uh, 
you know, I, I think, Wayne, you, you are, you know, you, let's start at the beginning. You grew up on okay. a dairy farm, right? Yeah, I grew, up, farm, I grew up, right? I grew up milking cows uh, on two different dairies here just uh, outside of, of Turlock. Okay. And your, your little town was Denaire, is that right? That- yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a whole 172 of us in the student body and 35 <laughs> in our graduating class, and, you know, all 17 of us on the football field. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Did you play football, really, with a uh, high school oh, that yeah. small? Yeah, oh, yeah. I was the leading ground gainer on our team, and I was all-conference corner linebacker. So uh, I wow. was – I don't know how I would have fared in a larger high school, but but at a small school like that, I was, uh, yeah, I was pretty good. Wow, <laughs> it was fun. You were you were you were big time, Wayne. Well, that, that was when that was when people got to play in both offense and defense <laughs> for all of them. Yeah, right? that's that's right. Most <laughs> of us went right from football in onto the basketball court, and when that was over, then onto the baseball diamond and. I just I was never in a PE class in high school because I I played all three sports and so it was just from you know like I said the football field to the to the court to the diamond and it yeah. was those those were good years when my body worked a whole lot better than what it does now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know isn't it isn't it there's something to be said for that though Wayne don't you think having all those varied experiences even though it's not the perfection that we have in high school and college now with sports, still mm-hmm. having those opportunities to try out so many different things um, is, a, I think, creates a more well-rounded uh, young person, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I would agree, John. Uh, those were those were wonderful days for me, and uh, I think, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is, is. I mean, like in football, even though I was the honorary co-captain, the fact of the matter is, is there were five guys in front of me opening holes I could run through, you know, and uh, uh-huh. uh, and and life in the church is all about teamwork, and I think I learned that best on the football field, frankly. Wow, wow, that's great, that's great. Well, then somehow from a dairy farm in a small town in central California, you ended up at Wheaton college um, Mm -hmm. outside, outside of Chicago. Now, how did that happen? How did you end up at Wheaton? I always wondered about that. Oh yeah. Well, um, I did not become a believer until actually the football season of, of my junior year of high school. And um, uh, that was, that was back in the day when if you really wanted to serve God, you had to either be a pastor or a missionary. I mean, I, I don't think that's biblical thinking, but but that yeah. was the thinking back in those days. And so it was like, oh, well, I need to go to a Christian college. And and uh, uh, so I don't know. I just some – I think it was our Youth for Christ director or uh, – anyway – Someone said something about uh, Wheaton College, and that's where Billy Graham went. And and I also remember from when I was just a kid reading in Life magazine about the uh, uh, five missionaries in Ecuador that were martyred. Oh, yeah. and, you know, and oh, three of those five went to Wheaton. And and so at any rate, I I think um, 
Yeah, I think that was what um, God used to uh, lead me there. But um, boy, John, it was a it was a scary thing for me because I mean I yeah. came from just a bitty high school. Uh, I think Denair was a town of nine hundred and some people, you know. And you get on the train and go to Chicago, and it's like, oh baby, <laughs> this is a different yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And then you ended up with a roommate from New Jersey, New York, and L.A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 right. That was that was incredibly enriching. I mean, the the classes, the professors, uh, that was. I mean, as you well know, that that was all yeah. just top drawer. But uh, uh, you know those. Uh, what we call bull sessions uh in, in yeah. Fisher Hall. Uh, yeah. uh th- those were those were just priceless and uh, uh yeah. I just uh, uh um yeah, I'm very fondly remember those days. It was um it was a whole lot harder for me than high school. I mean I went from being a big wig in high school to uh just a yeah. little old min- minnow in the pond at Wheaton. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but that's okay. That was that was good. If I had to do it all over again, I'd I'd do it all over again in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, sure you would. Uh, you know, though, it's interesting because I think of the three of us. Uh, at least this was your our last two years, junior senior year, when we were really sweet mates and we got real close. The four of us. Um, I think that uh, you know we were just ruthless to you <laughs> we, we we took it as our personal duty to try and help open you up you know we loosen me up wayne a bit <laughs> loosen wayne was just too uptight yeah he he was just that farm boy he's still a farm boy you know we got to get get this guy loose you know and uh <laughs> Boy, we I, I hate to think we, we were just probably merciless to you sometimes and uh, you were such a good sport uh, about all of that. But well John here's the truth the thing. of the, Go ahead. Now the truth of the matter is 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 uh uh Beth says that um uh, uh there's a good part of what I am today. I mean obviously uh, it, it all goes back to Jesus, but uh, she says, uh, "Honey, you are what you are today because of John Fisher and all those other guys." <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that was uh, yeah, that was something. But then I have to tell you how pleased and surprised I was when many years later, because we all went our separate ways and we got involved in whatever we were doing. Suddenly, I find out that. My old buddy Wayne Bridegroom, who grew up in a dairy farm, is back in the same area in a small town in a church, but somehow the world has come to you rather than you going to the world. And, and, Indeed. And, and, and I heard, uh, you know, the first I heard of this, you were, you had started four different churches in four different cultural realities. And, um, uh, so I want to get into that a little bit now, Wayne. I'd like you to, to just back up and, and tell us how that started. I don't want to hear all four of them, but let's start with the first one. You know, I mean, how, how did that, okay. for one, 
how did how did this kind of multicultural reality happen in a little town in Central California? Where did these people come from? And then how did they how did you end up uh, ministering them and then even even formulating churches for them? I, I'd like to just take us through that process a little bit. Well, it. Um, um... Uh, the the uh, Laotian Hmong and Cambodian, obviously, you know, were all refugees from uh, the, uh, the Vietnam conflict, and okay. um, when they they started to arrive here in um, in large numbers, anyway, uh, in 1980, and uh, the reason a lot of them uh, came to this area is is because of the agriculture and because of the weather it was at, at least somewhat similar to what they knew in uh Laos and uh and, and Cambodia mm-hmm. and um so that's that's what uh um uh brought them here then with the Laotian group <clears throat> there was a uh a man uh Montien of uh of Chinese ethnicity, but who was born in Thailand, an incredible businessman, uh, came to know the Lord through Southern Baptist uh, missionaries and um, had started a a church uh, in, actually down in in your neck of the woods, I think it was the Glendale area. Um, Uh Uh-huh. uh, I forget a couple hundred people, and, and then all of a sudden his con- his congregation just kept dwindling and dwindling and dwindling, and uh, 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 those folks were all moving up to Modesto uh, uh, because uh, they uh, the, the 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 farming they had family here uh, whatever, and um, uh, Montien would drive up every weekend uh, from uh, Southern California. Um, wow, and um, they were at a church here in town. I do not know uh, the detail of what happened, but there were cultural misunderstandings, and um, and they were forced to leave. And so they were meeting in a park, uh, and and so uh, Montien went to two other uh, churches here in town, asking if uh, they could meet there. And the pastor said, yes, but you're going to do things our way. And, well, I mean, this man was a successful mm. businessman, was theologically trained and and so wow. on. And so at any rate, uh, then they they came to us. And, and I don't know, John, I just, um, I, I guess it was the Holy Spirit just kind of hit me over the head. And, and that was... Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Wayne, uh, I speak Laotian just as well as I speak English, and um, and so I, I mean, they were a quote unquote Southern Baptist group, we're a conservative Baptist group, and it was like, you know what, Montien, I just I don't care, just preach Jesus, and I'm a happy camper, and so um, uh, we we met at the uh, same time, they in the social hall, we in the sanctuary. Uh, they had no Sunday school teachers, so so uh, uh, we were we were their teachers. It was it was it was difficult because their 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 culture is different, and as I understand it, the parents do not discipline the children. 
uh, that responsibility lies with an uncle in the family. And so hmm. in some cases, the uncle was not part of the church, and so the children would just play outside. So probably about half the children were in our Sunday school classes, and the other half were outside playing, and there <laughs> there wasn't anything yeah. I could do to get those children to come into you know, the appropriate class, but I, we just, I don't know, we just pursued that and pursued it, and, and man, came to love those people so much, and I, mm. I don't know, it, it's like, you know, John, how we've always said the, the, the ground is level at the foot of the cross, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, we just, it's like, uh, I, I mean, I don't care if you don't speak English, uh, you know, it's it's... Just preach Jesus, and and uh, and we'll love on one another, and and I'll help however we can, and um, word got out. That was September of 1984. Then in February of 1985, the Hmong people found uh, out what was going on, and they said, asked, "Well, can we come?" And um, um, ultimately, <laughs> we we ended up with. Um, Four congregations that stayed. There was actually a fifth one, um, but you know the Lao and English-speaking groups would meet in the morning. The Hmong would come in at one, the Cambodian would come in at four, the Hispanic would come in at seven, and um, um, wow, it was great. But <laughs> it was it it was. I I just, I felt badly too because you know there were times when, for example, the Cambodian people they they just needed more time, but the Hispanic group was waiting to come in, you know. And um, yeah. Um, anyway, then we we also had a Lao Pry group. Uh, Pry is 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 a mountain uh, uh, is a people small people group from the mountains of Laos, and uh, we met with them at I forget seven or eight. Sunday mornings, but then when mm-hmm. welfare reform uh, was passed during the Clinton administration, um, they saw the handwriting on the wall. This the, the Central Valley has always had a high unemployment rate, and so, based, other than one family, the entire congregation moved to Storm Lake, Iowa, and and everybody was working wow. within ten days. So um, anyway. Huh. Yeah, we've been we've been at it, and I would have um, pastors dinners about once every seven weeks or so, and we would just rotate uh, uh, who brought the food, and it was an opportunity uh, to continue to develop friendships uh, 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 across the board with all all mm-hmm. the congregations and uh, and enjoy one another's foods. Uh, obviously, we had to clear calendar, uh, y- y- you know, so we wouldn't be bumping into one another uh, all the time. And um, um, anyway, it, it um, and th- those were wow. those were precious times, John. And and um, um, I guess, well, the truth of the matter is, is they they kind of think the sun rises and sets on me because I love them so much. But the truth mm. be told, I have learned far more from them than what yeah. than what they yeah. ever learned from me. Man, the, those those folks are are they're uh, they're they're just they're just something else. Um, mm. um, I could tell you maybe two real quick stories: one about the Hmong, Please and do. one about one about the Lao. The the, the Hmong 
are from the, the, the mountains of Laos from Tianquan province, or primarily from Tianquan province. Uh, they're in southern China, North Vietnam, Tianquan province of Laos, and northern Thailand, and a little bit into Burma. There are a couple million folks. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, they didn't. Uh, uh, um, uh, they, they were uh, animistic people um, uh, who uh, actually. Um, it, it is. It's. Uh, it, I'm just amazed at at the God messages in pagan cultures. What what they would do, John? Wow. Actually, in the apartments right across the street from our church, because of the 44 units, 39 of them had Hmong families. They would kill chickens and take the blood of the chickens and paint it on the doorposts of their house, of their apartments, exactly the way God described mm. to Moses for the children of Israel. I'm, you know, right. I mean, it's just what what a, a beautiful entrance to be able to uh, uh, explain the love of God to them. But um, they they did not have a written language until um, 1950 when Christian and Missionary Alliance missionaries uh, began working with them. And I'll I'll um, I'll never forget the day I I really don't. I can't give you an exact time. It was in the early 2000s, 2001 to somewhere in there. One of the young men in the Hmong church had just earned his MBA degree from uh, um, 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 from USC. And, mm. um, and so um, uh, he, uh, he threw himself a party, and uh, the sanctuary <laughs> was just packed. There were... One, two, three, four, five. There were five white folk, one Cambodian, and one African American. Everybody else was Hmong. About 200 people uh, just crammed into our sanctuary. Of those, of those uh, uh, Hmong people, uh, 190, 200 Hmong people, John, there were five in there with their doctoral degrees. And it's like this is a people group that did not even have a written language until 1950. And here we are wow. a mere 50 years later, and there were five people in that group that had doctoral degrees. Just uh, 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 amazing people. And then the, hmm. the uh, Laotian, um, I'll never forget the day I was standing at the uh, east door of our social hall, uh, the Lao people already had their their own building, and they were pouring uh, uh, ten by twelve slabs of cement uh, um, uh, uh, around the front of the building. Now the the um, concrete was already uh, sitting there. They had the forms uh, in, and uh, you know took a two by four and and put it across the forms, and uh, and then bond. Uh, uh, brought a level um, into the middle there and, and set it on on that longer two by four. And I could see him shake his head yes. I knew the cement was there, and I thought, well, they're going to start pouring now. But then the second Laotian man came in, and same thing. And I I remember saying to myself, well, I would have poured the cement. I mean, after all, he's kind of like the foreman, and if the foreman says it's good, it's good. But you know that's okay. Have a second man check it. That's that's fine. And 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 then the third man came in, and then the fourth <laughs> man came in, and then the fifth man came in, and then the sixth man came in. 
and I remember my judgmental attitude, and I said to myself, you know, if Bill Stewart, he was the chairman of my deacon board at the time, if Bill Stewart were alive, that cement would already be poured and we'd be smoothing it out. And then, <laughs> and and then, John, it, literally, it was like the Holy Spirit hit me up the side of the head, because, you know, I know that that uh, the majority of the New Testament text is in the second person plural. Hmm. Of course, hmm. as a good American, as a good Westerner, I read it in the first person singular. Okay, oh, it's, all, it's, it's all Jesus and me, even though, given my seminary training, I, I, I know that, for example, Philippians 1.6, he, he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Paul is not talking about Jesus who has begun a good work in me as a person He's talking about Jesus, who has begun a good work in the Philippian church. And, mm. and then in, in Philippians 2, work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. Well, that's second person plural, too. Okay? Wow. And, 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 and man, it was like God hit me over the head, and he said, uh, Wayne, you realize the, the Bible is a, is, is a Near Eastern book. It's not a Western book, Right. You, you you realize you know the New Testament is in the second person, I mean not all of it of course, but but the gist of it is in the second person plural. And I, John, I don't know if I ever ever would have gotten that had I not been standing there that day. <laughs> Unfortunately, in my American judgmental, we would already have the cement poured, you know. Mm-hmm. But but it was just I mean God was just so gracious and 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 I just. I owe uh, so much to those people because it's caused me to, well, kind of like your brother said last week, you know, the, the, what about, you know, those passages, mm-hmm. well, what about this, what yeah. about that? You know, and it's yeah. caused me to say, hmm, what about, because I've always thought, well, you know, if I can just get the individuals in my congregation healthy, we'll have a healthy congregation and and the what about moment for me is hmm well maybe if we have a healthy congregation maybe that's a huge key as to what makes healthy individual Christians and I'm still I'm still toying with that what I you know but anyway it's been well that sounds yeah it's Go been ahead. a wonderful wonderful experience I I just um um I I mean there have and and the and the and the way they have loved one another, John. Um, I mean, you know, you, you know the racial issues we have in in, in this country. It's mm-hmm. uh, you know it, it's similar around uh, around the world. In Southeast Asia, if you're from if you're Thai, well, especially if you're Central Thai, in other words, Bangkok, you look down on the Northern Thai up in the uh, Golden Triangle up mm. there, because they're not quite mm. as good as you are. But regardless, if you're Thai, you look down on the Lao people across the Mekong River because, well, they're just Lao, you know. They might be cousins linguistically, but, but <laughs> you know, they're not as good as we are. 
And then if you get into Laos itself, well, then, the you know, those Lao people, they think they're pretty hot stuff compared to the Hmong and the Mien and the Camus mm-hmm. and the Pry and all the other people groups that, you know, that, that live in the mountains. And I I knew that there was that tension. And so when the Hmong came to me in February of 85, I was just... I was just um, uh, uh, blunt with uh, Nivu and said, look, this is what I have heard, you know, between the Lao and, and the Hmong. And he said, oh, yes, that's true. And then he went on and said, but we're Christians now and we love one another. And in the 30 <laughs> years we have been together, I have never had one single problem, whatever, between the Lao and the Hmong. It's been wonderful because of the difference wow makes mm. boy fantastic Wayne what great stories now what what has happened to um, what has happened to these congregations now are, are they are, do they have their own places now or, or are some of them still meeting in your church um, <laughs> what happened was um, as as um, uh, um, as the ethnicity of of West Modesto has has changed, uh, there are less and less uh, white folks in the in, in the area, and um, um, and at, at this point, uh, uh, African Americans moving in, but overwhelmingly Hispanics uh, moving in, mm-hmm. um, and so at any rate. Um, our facility was just growing too small for the Hmong and the Hispanic congregations. Hmm. So, so we got together, and um, an architect here in town donated his time, and uh, we came up with a $1.1 million plan. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know where a, a bitty congregation hmm. like ours is going to get that kind of money, but that's, you know, that's Jesus' business. So mm-hmm. anyway... Mm-hmm. Uh, then one of the young men in the church um, uh, said, hey, pastor, I was just with a real estate guy today, and uh, and there's a church building over here for sale. And um, uh, on there on Sutter Avenue, we were on two and a half acres, and mm, including all the buildings, maybe 10,000 square feet under roof. This other building was only on a half acre, but it was just shy of 18,000 square feet under roof. Believe it or not, we we, we got that building for uh, $400,000. And so what mm. we did was we sold our our facility on Sutter Avenue mm-hmm. to our Hispanic congregation. Our Laotian congregation okay. al- already had their own building there, and so they stayed there. And then the Hmong and Cambodian came with us to this uh, uh, new site, which was just a little ways away, uh, just directly across across the street from Modesto High School. And um, and and we've been the, let me see four and a half years, I guess we've been there now. And um, um, uh, for us, making the payments has not been a problem, but just having enough competent people to take care of the facility. Uh, was simply not happening, and frankly, we've just developed such a love relationship with the Hmong congregation that we gave all three hundred thousand dollars that we had invested in that building to the Hmong congregation, and and they now own it, and um, 
and hmm. they love us back so much they don't charge us any rent. <laughs> so <laughs> the 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 only the only group that does not have their own facility at this point is is the uh, is the Cambodian group, but the Hispanic, the Laotian, and the Hmong all all have their own own buildings now, and frankly, they're they're all doing fine. Uh, uh, they don't need me anymore, but we maintain a very close relationship. Um, um, I uh, oh man, one of the great joys of my life is the the Laotian folks asked me to come over and and uh, 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 preach for them um, uh, this last Christmas, <clears throat> and they actually sang songs that I did not recognize. Something that I had been working with them on was they would they would take our hymn book and and they would translate um our hymns you know into the lao language mm-hmm. and wow. and uh, what made it difficult is that and you know this better than I do John I mean you know our our musical scale is from c to c it's an eight note scale as i understand it their scale is a five note scale and so they would be trying to sing our songs and, 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 you know, I mean, and I would know them, so I would sing along in English. And, but, I mean, you know, I would be singing one note and they would be singing another note. But at any rate, this last Christmas, I guess it took 30 years, but hallelujah, I did not recognize the songs that they were singing and, and, and the songs they had that Asian that Asian sound to them, you know, and so uh-huh. I just—it's like, yes, you go, guys. This is good because you can write music just as well as we can. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's great. So now it sounds like you guys are the guests. <laughs> is that right? In no, your own church, li- you guys. Are- yes, that's that is literally right. We 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 are the guests, and um, um, wow. It's just, um, I, I, I mean, uh, numbers-wise, we have just um, uh, 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 really dwindled. And um, uh, but I, I don't know if 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 you talk to the folks in the church, it's like, you know, that's really okay because what God called us to do was to get these other congregations on their feet, on their own, yep. reaching out to mm-hmm. their own people. And they are. I I couldn't do that, John. I mean, I, it was like I, when the Lao first came. It's like, okay, I need to learn the Laotian language. But then the Hmong came, and it's whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm. I mean, I had enough trouble with Greek and Hebrew. Sheesh. And it's like, I, I no, I'm not up to learning Lao, Hmong, and Cambodian. And so, um, and wow. anyway, it's it, you know. So we have just set them loose to reach their own people, and and they have been doing a a, a good job of that. The Hispanic Church, they send their uh, a group of of people they consider their evangelists uh, mm-hmm. out every mm-hmm. Saturday morning, going door to door, just you know sharing about Jesus. And the Hmong Church keeps growing, and I, they're just um, the, the the Laotian Church. They just called me two weeks ago and and said, oh, by the way, we're, we're going to build a Sunday school building for our children. And uh, and I just said, well, just make sure you get a building permit. And, you know, it's <laughs> like, so I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of like the old, 
You know what's fun, John? I tell you what is really fun is I go over to our old building, and the Hispanic people will they they they, they will take me around with all the changes that they have made mm-hmm. in the sanctuary and the social hall, and it's kind of like. It's almost kind of like, see, Daddy, see what we've done. Isn't this good? Well, Don't you approve? You know, and <laughs> it is. It's wonderful. It's just yeah. wonderful what what they have done, and 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 they are are are, are reaching a, a community that is is um uh what is it six sixty some percent Hispanic now, and um, wow. so I'm a happy camper. That's great. That's great, Wayne. What a, who would have thought? Who would have thought ministry in in Modesto would have turned out like this? That's just amazing. You know, um, we we don't have a lot of time left. One other really big thing I want to talk about. So I want to get right to it, and I want to start by mentioning some awards that you have received. Now, this is not to blow your horn, but I'm going to make a point here. Because uh, I do know that you were awarded the Martin Luther King Jr. Legacy Award from the mm-hmm. Modesto Peace Life Center, um, mm-hmm. with support from the City of Modesto and uh, and the Junior College, you received a Lifetime Achievement Award from the local Christian Public Service Group, and and then I just found out uh, say you were the Faith Faith Person of the Year from the HUD regional office in Fresno. Is that the, you know, are we, are we housing and urban development? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Raleigh. Amazing. The head of HUD. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, here's my point. Now I'm not blowing your horn, Wayne. I'm saying in the midst of all this, Wayne, you've gotten into the community, my friend, this is unbelievable. How have you done that? And, how have these relationships been built? And, oh, gosh, you know, tell us, this sounds like a whole other part of your life. <laughs> um, am I right about that? Yeah, you're right. It is a whole other uh, part. I, I just, uh, um, I wouldn't, as I look back, John, I wouldn't be a bit surprised, you know, if, if some of jumping into this was ego on my part. You know, but I just, I just really wanted to have an. I, I wanted Central, Central Baptist to have an impact in West Modesto, but the thing is, is you know, I mean, that's twenty-five or thirty thousand people, and it's ethnic, ethnically diverse, and 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 one church cannot do it. And so then I started working with a black church and a Hispanic church, and realized we couldn't do it. So then we went, and there were five Anglo churches across town that came over and helped us who were much more well-resourced with with, uh, uh, people and and finances, and we did all kinds of stuff through them. And then I realized this is not enough. Some of what we need to do is work with government. I mean, for instance, where we lived for almost 40 years was in a county island completely surrounded by the city. Now, if you were in the city, you had streetlights, sewer, curb and gutter, street drainage, and all that stuff. But if you're in the county mm-hmm. island, you didn't have any of that. And our septic tanks there are now, what, 75 years old because the houses were built wow. before um, uh, World mm-hmm. War II. And and uh, it's mm-hmm. I didn't view it as the responsibility of the church, you know, to be putting in sidewalks and, 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 and sewer systems and, yeah. and so on. And... Um, so then there there became the necessity of 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 partnering with uh with government and and um 
and and frankly, John, that has been a pleasure. There are there are so I mean, yeah, there are some who are just doing their thing and they won't stick their neck out, you know. But uh, uh, but man, there are a lot of people in in government that that really want to help, and um, we were uh, we were able to get uh, street lights into our neighborhood. And right now I'm working with um, uh, um, do 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 What's the group called down in Tulare and and um, um, California Rural Legal Assistance uh, here in Modesto mm. uh, to try to get uh, sewer uh, uh, into the neighborhood. And I, I'm, you know, it just. I mean, what, I mean, what what can I say? It, 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 it's these things are. Wow, these things are are are, are important, uh, and I just you know I was thinking one day and it was like I don't I don't think in the new heaven and the new earth Jesus would put up with this kind of stuff for one minute you know <laughs> uh, 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 kids having to walk through rainwater to get to school because there aren't any sidewalks and and the water completely covers the streets and uh, y- you know it just it's 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 not right and so yeah the church has been um um we wow. I don't know, we've been the mover and shaker in in working to um better the neighborhood and by the way wow. I had no clue about that in seminary <laughs> I yeah, thought I was just going to preach think... the word and that was it you know but uh um, yep, yep. anyway, it's just we're we're everybody says West Modesto is the wrong side of the tracks, blah 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 blah. You, you know, but man, I I just th- this this has been this has been the greatest thing since sliced bread for me and 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 the congregation uh, the congregation John has been it has been so supportive uh uh you know in 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 giving me time to to do that uh the 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 problem though is in in doing all of that um if i had to do it over again uh, i don't know how but i would have i would have found a way to spend more time with beth and 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 with the kids and to take care of myself mm-hmm. better i just i did not take care of myself and what was it about 10 years ago Frankly, I, I I hit the wall and uh, went to a Christian psychologist in town here uh, to help me. And mm-hmm. and you know what the congregation said? The congregation said, "Man, it is so good. We get to see our pastor get well right in front of our very eyes." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many churches would do that? You know? It's yeah, just, that's uh, great. Been absolutely. It's 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 been amazing. So uh, I. I I wanted I wanted to continue on full time, frankly, until I was seventy. Uh, but I just I I just burned the candle at both ends for too long mm-hmm. and just ran out of steam. And so I'm mostly retired now. But I'm I'm you know we're still going to Central and 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 very involved there. And I'm still involved in these um, uh, justice. Uh, uh, related issues. Uh, I, I mean, when you Fantastic. get when you get in a poor neighborhood like like mm-hmm. this, you just you just see all kinds of stuff that that most 
Well, let me put it to you this way. I never realized how incredibly fortunate I was to have been born white in this country. Now, mm. I I know some folks, you know, will say, oh, yeah, that's just a liberal blah, 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 blah. Well, they can say that all they want. I've 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 lived here for over 40 years, and I know what it's like to be on our side of the tracks. And baby, mm-hmm. it ain't the same as as being in North Modesto or or East Modesto. It just it just mm-hmm. is not. And the the opportunities are not the same. The anyway. So uh, yeah. But nonetheless, I I I wouldn't trade it. I've got to be the most fortunate pastor in all of Modesto. Because if nothing else, John, I get to eat Hispanic, Hmong, Cambodian, and Laotian food all the time. And, and man, you haven't eaten <laughs> until you've tried some of that stuff. It's good. I bet. I bet. <laughs> I bet. Good. Well, well, Wayne, you know, this is just so great. And it sounds to me, you know, I'm I'm so glad that that you've done what you've done. And just you've been sensitive to issues beyond just. Uh, just ministering to people, but you're missing, you're touching the whole person, and you're caring about the whole person, and and you're you're what which throws you into issues of justice and and kids and streetlights and all those things, um, you know, much big opportunities. Um, that is that's just so great, and it's great that someone representing uh, representing the gospel of Jesus is has been heading that up. And uh, so I just, uh, I, I lift, uh, what can I say? Lift my glass to you. I, I honor you. <laughs> I, I just think it's fantastic. And, and uh, I hope that more people uh, who are listening um, will begin to catch a vision for what they can do in their neighborhoods. And uh, it, it just sounds like, Wayne, it sounds like it's just that if you saw something, that needed to be done, you did it. Um, is that, well, one of the is that things a I, simple way to say it? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I learned, uh, frankly, I learned at Wheaton not to be afraid of, of discovery because I remember Dr. Holmes, you know, all truth is God's truth mm-hmm. wherever it may be found, so we don't have to run from psychology or sociology or science or Mm-hmm. You know a- a- anything like that, and and then um, I don't remember when it was, but ran across uh, Dr. John Perkins, uh, uh, you mm-hmm. know, who started the Christian Community Development Association. Matter of fact, uh, 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 he was to Modesto twice, and and I had the privilege of having him eat at our our our, our house one time, and and his you know taking the whole gospel to the whole person, and and. Mm. You know, like we've talked about before, I, you know, I thought the gospel was, was, was just simply pray the sinner's prayer so you can get saved, so that when you die you go to heaven. And, you know, yeah. we all we all agree that, you know, we have a huge sin problem that that needs to be dealt with, and, and Jesus has dealt with that on, on Calvary's cross. But, uh, uh, um, you, you know, it's it's God is is so big and so immense that, that you know. The, the gospel just covers everything. The Apostle Paul said, you know, in Romans 8, that, you know, that all creation groans just waiting for the revealing of the, 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 the sons of men. And, and um, um, so 
anyway, it's there. I don't know who said it, but someone said there isn't an inch on this planet where Jesus doesn't say that's mine. And I I think that's good Bible, frankly. And um, uh, and so I you know I think as Christians we 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 need to you know we obviously need to be uh, 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 sharing the solution for the sin problem, but but we need to be we need to be in the mix of of every aspect of life because Jesus cares about absolutely every aspect of his life and. And his three and a half years of ministry prove that. Mm-hmm. Wow, Wayne, wonderful. Thank you so much. This is a, this has been enlightening. It's been encouraging, inspiring. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking some time with us tonight. And uh, um, I hope that um, I hope that we've all been inspired to see uh, see life in a much deeper way and uh, to realize that, that God loves the whole person. He cares about all of us. And, uh, Amen. So, Wayne? Well, Wayne, John, you, you, uh, you. You, you keep getting well, okay? I will. I will. Yeah, I we're, 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 praying, <laughs> we're praying for you, man, and, and um, okay. hope to be down in Southern California in May for my nephew's wedding, so I hope we can carve out some time great. together. Let's do Excellent. It. Let's, okay. let's get together then. That would be great. Wayne? Thank you. Uh, Love you're to welcome. Your wife. Okay. Yeah. And and likewise okay. to yeah. Marty. All righty. Okay. Thanks, Fantastic. John. Uh-huh. Thank Bye. you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye, Wayne. How about that? Love the whole person. Justice. Love. Mercy. Get in your community. Hey, believe me, if Wayne can do it, anybody can. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 